Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome along to the Rocky Road Boxing Podcast with me, your host, Kevin Byrne. It's finally here. The fight starts now. <laughs> and Tommy Diamante, I am not. But, uh, seriously, though, what a week this is going to be. Katie Taylor versus Chantel Cameron for all the belts at light welterweight in Dublin. Katie Taylor's first fight at home as a professional boxer. One week later, it's Mick Conlon versus Luis Alberto Lopez for the IBF. World featherweight title in Belfast. Undercards full of brilliant talents. Dennis Hogan, Gary Cully, Quivian Agarco, Thomas Carty in Dublin. In Belfast, you've Kira Malloy, Kurt Walker, Paddy McCrory, Anto Kakacha, Pierce O'Leary, Willow Hayden. Joining us now to preview the cards and talk about his own massive challenge. It's uh, the man himself, Michael Conlon. Welcome to the show, Mick. Okay, how's it going, Going pretty good now. It's a it's a big end of May for Irish boxing, isn't it, Mick? Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be the biggest, the biggest week in week at Irish Irish sport, Irish boxing. Uh, there's ever been. So, you know, it's it's a massive one for me and Kitty. Everything, everything on the line for both of us. Um, you know, Kitty's going to create history, which is unbelievable. Doing what she's doing, you know, first time. Undisputed version, disputed kind of thing, which is kind of happening, especially in Ireland. These things being fought, it's unbelievable. A trail blazer in every every sense of the way, and a, a role model to the whole the whole of the country. Yeah, I think I think even some of that aspect is being like uh, overlooked, just in terms of the fact that it's Katie Taylor's homecoming is taking precedence, and you know, there's been talk about tickets and. Crow Park fell apart and it's at the three arena. I think everyone's obsessed with basically getting there. And the historical significance of this fight hasn't really landed. The fact that it is undisputed versus undisputed. It doesn't happen in boxing. It's the first time it will have ever happened. Mm. It's, it's it's unbelievable. And let's be honest, she's getting basically the underdog here because she's fighting the bigger woman in Chantel Cameron, the younger woman in Chantel Cameron. Uh, fresher and, and and everything, so you know, bigger, bigger puncher and all that. You know, it's it's a dangerous, dangerous fight, and it just shows you the caliber of a woman she is, Katie Taylor. To take this challenge as her homecoming fight is crazy. Um, you know, it's 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 a massive fight, 50-50 type fight. Uh, 
she's got some serious set on her. I'm telling you, this is this is mad. This is crazy. I, if it was me, it would be looking at a little, you know, Amanda Serrano type fight where it was a cracking fight, but you won, you know what I mean? This one is the complete unknown. We don't know what's going to happen here. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, I'm hoping and praying to God that, you know, Katie wins and, and I believe she has all the ability to do so. But, Chantal Cameron is no pushover. This isn't an easy fight. This is a very, very tough challenge. Yeah, when you think of Katie as the A-side, all you know, all of the power is on her side. She could have nominated any opponent she wanted. Yeah. And and that's what boxing's all about. You know, you've got the power, you can dictate the terms, you can dictate the opponents. You know yourself most of the time. What like how many what percentage of boxers in your in your estimate would would take on a challenge like the Chantel Cameron one? Like you might take it on when the time is right, but yeah, in, the, in this circumstance, right. I don't think ninety nine percent. I don't think I don't think right now, as this stage of Katie's career, that she needed to take a fight of this kind of risk and and magnitude, and especially it being her first fight in Ireland. Um, this is probably the the biggest and most riskiest fight of her career so far. Um, and the ticket as a first homecoming fight, which could have fought literally anybody and sold out against anybody, she takes the biggest challenge. And that's why she is who she is. That's why she is Katie Taylor, the role model of the whole of the country. Every single young guard, every single young male boxer coming up, we all look up to her because she is just leading the way time and time again. Yeah, you see that yourself. You're in you're in boxing an awful long time between the amateurs and the professionals. What impact do you see that she has upon your own sport? How how positive has she been for your sport? You meet kids, think, you you know, you meet young. I think I think now if you just look how how successful our, our, our women's boxing team is, it's unbelievable. They're they're now they've taken over the men in terms of medals and, and successes. Um that's down to Katie Taylor. And you know, I was a role model for the for the male team, so probably doesn't look as good on me. But you gotta you gotta be honest and say, look what she has done for the women of this country and getting them into the sport of boxing and showing them that we can do it. We can do it. You can become an Olympic champion, and we have had an Olympic champion in in the women's divisions since Kerry in in Cali. So you know, unbelievable. Um, what she's done and, and just and saying sport in general and then women in general and young girls like even my daughter knows who Katie Taylor is you know what I mean and, and she looks up to Katie and she says like I want to be like Katie and I want to do stuff my daughter who you know wasn't alive when we were at 2012 Olympics she was she was she was young enough when we were at 2016 but um, you know what I mean it's like she has that kind of effect and, and I think it's if you're a father and stuff and, and you see how Katie handles herself in public and handles herself around every kind of situation, that's the way you want your daughter to be. You know, if she's, as I've said on many occasions, she's the closest thing to a saint I've ever met. <laughs> she she actually speaks about that. So uh, in a minute, and we'll, we'll play it. We'll play a bit of tape for you in a minute. But I just want to get your opinion on them. Um, you've been away to two Olympics there, as you alluded to. 2012, you were quite new to the pack. Taylor yeah. was already reigning world champion. Were you overawed or did you look up to yourself a little bit? Or what was your impressions of first mate and Taylor? I was one of her sparring partners. I was sparring her um, plenty at that time. And uh, and I was getting in and I had a challenge for them with Katie Taylor. And I was not holding back, I'll be honest. And Katie will tell us, I didn't hold back. I was like, you know, I'm in there with world champion, Olympic, uh, European champion, soon to be Olympic champion. 
I gotta go near home my own. I'm not I'm not letting nobody in. Like guys know sparring girls at that time working like oh, I'm not supposed to go so hard. Then they spark Katie and they're like, Well, I just get fucked up, so you gotta I actually gotta go hard a little bit. So um yeah, I, I, I was in there and I was I was in all over in a sense, you know, seeing how she handled herself, seeing how she handled every situation, how how calm and relaxed she was getting into these competitions and going in as a favorite with so much expectation. Going into the Olympic Games, being the spearhead for the reason women's boxing was in the Olympics. And then with the weight of the world on her shoulders, going out there and performing how she did and winning the gold medal, you have to just admire it and just go, wow. You know, she deserved all the accolades. She deserved all the credit and uh, and all the all the glory after the Olympics because she was the star and rightly so. And what was she like among the team? Because obviously, as the sole uh, female member of that 2012 team, you know, you guys were like notoriously messers on the team. You're yeah. Paddy Barnes and plenty of banter flying back and forth. What was Katie like in the team dynamic? Katie was very crack. You know, people underestimate her 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 sense of humor and her character. She's very very funny. And uh, she she enjoyed she joined in in the mess of other things, but um, with Pete Barsage, she was always kind of you know taking a little bit, no, listen, stop fucking around, come on, let's 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 go go walk, do something, get away from you know these guys the rest of it, love it too much. Um, but no, she, she was she was great, great to have a part of the team, great great character, great camaraderie, and everything. Was just fantastic. For 2016, you probably got a sense of the pressure she was under because you went to those Olympics with, as the reigning European champion, as the reigning world champion, you know, the weight of the world probably on your shoulders a little bit, expected to bring home the gold. Pressure you heaped upon yourself as well. You know, you said it, you went out there, you said this was going to happen, but you understood the expectation that you're feeling back home. So you, you probably got a glimpse into the way she felt her whole career. Yeah, and... I reveled in it. I loved it. Um, obviously, we know what happened in 2016 and the journey to win that, but it was it was nice to be in that position and I actually loved being in that position, but I also could see how, how it can take its toll. Um, it didn't on me because it wasn't in that position for as long as Katie was in it. But like even you got to think about like look at her, all the world titles and European titles she won before the Olympic Games. And then women's boxing in the Olympic Games, and it's the one she has to win. No, I wasn't in that position. I was like, hey, I based my second Olympics. You know, it was like I wasn't in her position. I can't. I probably can't still like think about the the, the pressure which was on her shoulders when she lost in 2016. I know everyone's focused on themselves, and you had a fairly traumatic experience at those Olympics yourself. But did you think that? Um, you know, she was probably approaching 30 years old at the time. Did you think yeah. maybe that that was the wind down for Katie Taylor's career at the time? I, I'll be honest, I did. I did, yeah. I, I didn't know what she was going to do. Um, I couldn't see her in pro boxing. I was like, nah. But now nah, look what she's done. She's just changed pro boxing for women. Like, people talk about the, the, the greatest woman of all time and all this here. And Clarissa Shields is always sure and I'm the greatest woman of all time. But Accolades and achievements aren't really about that. Obviously, they play a part, but it's what you do for the sport and what 
the effect you have on the people in the sport and around the sport and people who have nothing even to do with the sport, the effect that how, how you can affect those people's lives and change those people's lives is what makes you the greatest of all time. Like Muhammad Ali, like you can't say Mayweather's the goal because he doesn't have the same crossover as Pele that Ali had and that's why he's the greatest of all time. It wasn't his in-ring achievements, it was, it was everything combined. And Katie Taylor has that, and that's why she's the greatest woman boxer of all time. Because what she's done inside and outside the ring for for women's boxing, for women's sport, has not been seen. Have you guys kept in touch uh, since you both you both turned professional in the aftermath of Rio 2016? Oh, um, we always wish each other luck and stuff, and and you know, always always back her, always watch her fights, always always very proud to see her going to achieve what she's doing. You both um both have fought like at the garden in in America, fought all over the world. But you you've had your homecoming a little bit sooner than Taylor's had. What sort of pressure is she going to feel at home, boxing in front of her fans? Is it any different? You know that people are coming out to see you, but it's happened for Taylor before in her career. She brought yeah. a big crowd to New York, but what's she got to look out for uh, fighting at home? No, I'm, she's at home, and as much as we can say there's pressure and stuff, it's so much nicer. The fight at home, I don't think it's going to affect her at all. Fight now, it's not going to be a lot of pressure. Fight now, she's carried the expectation of the world for a long, long time. This is no different, and she's done it in the big room in MSG, and she's done it around the world as as, as an amateur boxer. Um, it's no different. She's just going in there, and only this time she has more support, more support than she's ever had. And she's always had more support than anybody else. But now she's going to have even more support, which is crazy to think of. Katie is a bit of a lunatic for the choices she makes, the the, the tough challenges she constantly wants to take on. And yeah. like, what do you know about Cameron, obviously, coming up in the in the world? Have you been around her at all? Have you seen her? Do you know her? Um, she's obviously yeah. a top fighter. She's experienced. She's tough. Although with 17 fights to her names, to her name, Katie's about to have her 17th world title fight. So I know Cameron's experience at that top level. But Taylor's even more so. That, that's just a crazy stat. 17 world title fight already. She went pro just after 2016 Olympics. That is crazy, man. That's crazy. The Irish um, record is Steve Collins uh, until Katie came along with 11. And Wayne McCullough and Dave Boy had nine, like huge numbers. And now Katie's doubling them. That's that's unbelievable. Um, yeah, I know Chantel. I've known Chantel a long, long time. Um, you know, I've seen her. We boxed an amateur tournaments together and stuff. And, I never really was like never chatted there or then or anything. I've I've spoke to her since that when she went pro and stuff, and I, I followed her career as a professional. She's like very good, very strong, very dangerous. She's dominated most of her fights. I don't really think I've ever seen her in any have any much trouble with most of her opponents. Um, it's a tough challenge. It's a really tough ask, and that's I agree with what you're saying. Katie, Katie does make some crazy decisions and 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 ballsy decisions. This is. Fearless. This is fearless. And and that's probably the best way to describe Katie Taylor is fearless. You know, she's getting in there, taking on the biggest challenge probably for her unboxing at the minute. Head on at home is crazy. So whatever happens, whatever they come, the world needs to respect this woman. And they do. Of, yeah. We had a bit of a media roundtable with Katie and she was asked, like, what do you fear most about Cameron? And I remember thinking she's not going to say anything at all here, but she said, I wouldn't say I fear anything about her, but I'm obviously aware of the challenge ahead of me. 
She has a big engine and I'm prepared for that. She's big and strong. I'm prepared for that as well. But I also have a big engine. I'm also strong. So I wouldn't say I fear anything, but I'm aware of the challenge ahead of me. I'm going in there ready for, I feel like anything that comes my way on fight night. And she's adaptable. I, I think um, I saw her coach saying, if she fights inside, Katie's got the hand speed to win on the inside and the toughness that when she yeah. goes to war, she can win that way. If she fights at distance, she can pick off Cameron, you know, use her feet, pick her uh, at long distance punches. But I guess the, the challenge is, is middle distance. And can you explain that as a boxer, a so-called universal boxer as well? What, what are the tactical challenges here facing Taylor? Yeah, I think, you know, when they're in middle distance, you know, Chantel will have more reach and more leverage on her shots, obviously being the bigger, stronger woman. Um, Katie, in my opinion, is a fantastic boxer and, and even she can show she, she's a warrior. But, you know, she doesn't need to be fighting on the inside against a bigger woman like Chantel, who is physically stronger. Um, if she boxes her head off, you know, uh, that's my best way of seeing a victory. Um, just use your skills and your speed because her long range boxing, her in and out movement, like I, I still say to this day, she's one of the fastest people I've been in the ring with on her hands. She has so, her, her hands are lightning and fast. Um, and they don't look like they have slowed, even with age. They don't look like they have slowed. She's, she's just a phenomenal all round athlete. It's exciting to see what way this fight goes and what way it's approached. Um, so yeah, listen, whatever she chooses, I believe she'll win. Whether, whether, they have worked on the enclosed stuff and, and how to beat her enclosed because I wouldn't say that it, here in the UK that there's a lot of inside fighting taught. You know, I think that Katie being in America and stuff will be working on inside fighting a little bit more so she could be better up close. Um, long range, I think she's definitely better. In middle range where Chantel has probably the, the height, the strength and the reach of advantage is probably not the best place to be. So she needs to probably either keep it long or be really close. Are you comfortable enough to call it? I'm going for Katie Taylor win points. It's a shame you won't be able to get down to it. Obviously, you're preparing for your own fight. You've got your reasons on this yeah. occasion. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, I, I'm devastated. I'm, I'm devastated. It was one fight I really wanted to go to. Um, and when I heard it was going to be in, in Dublin, I was like, fuck, hopefully I'm fighting at the start of May. Because I didn't know what the other was thinking, and I was told, oh, it's going to be after kid. I was like, sick. I'm not going to get the code yet. But I would love to be there. Um, unfortunately, I can't. I've got, got a small fame of my own to, to, to take care of first. <laughs> yeah. The small matter of a world title shot your own. Uh, Mick, we'll play some audio here from Katie speaking about your upcoming fight and uh, some of your times together over the years. So, Katie. Obviously, this is probably the biggest fight of your career so far. Um, and then just seven days later, I'm in Nordic. Obviously, Michael Conlon is having the biggest fight of his career so far as well. Um, yeah. first world title bid. Uh, first off, will you be? He says he's raging that he won't. He won't get down to your fight. Um, yeah. will you be attending or watching his? Or what are your thoughts? Oh, I'll definitely be watching whether um uh, whether it's on on the TV or I'm there in attendance. I'll definitely be. Um, Michael's being a a uh, phenomenal fighter all throughout his whole career so I'm, I'm just uh i'm just excited for him as well it'd be amazing that we, we obviously fought uh, as amateurs together all throughout the years so it'd be great for for, for both of us to come through the, the biggest signs of our career yeah 
And then secondly, as well, he was saying that uh, he sort of said two things. He thinks that this fight will actually maybe be tougher than the Serrano uh, rematch for you. And also that you're the closest thing to a saint he's ever met. Uh, <laughs> do you agree with both both statements? <laughs> well, I don't think, I don't know if I'm the closest thing to a saint, but I do definitely uh, believe this this fight has the potential to be the hardest of my career so far. And uh, I am ready for that challenge. It's, these are the kind of fights that I am uh, very, very excited about. Um, uh, but I, I can't say that I'm a saint. <laughs> Have you ever had a go at uh, sparring, Michael, or anything like that? Because I think Frampton said before you were a tough opponent in the sparring ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've actually sparred Michael a few times. And uh, obviously, a very, very tricky spar for me. He's, he's phenomenal. Uh, one of the most talented amateur boxers we, we've ever had. Um, and so uh, it was always a nightmare for me sparring, sparring Michael, but he's a, he's a phenomenal talent. I always, I always learn so much, even from the rounds I did uh, sparring him throughout the years. And um, just an amazing talent. He's a warrior as well, great heart, um, great skill. He has everything it takes to, to actually uh, become a world champion uh, on the 27. I'm, I'm so excited for him. And he was so close before. You know, to win that world title uh, against Lee Wood, it was an, an amazing performance from him, and um, he was a minute a minute away basically from from being crowned world champion. Um, so I'm I'm so excited he has another chance that to actually uh, to actually get that belt because that's exactly what he's what he he deserves. That was the great Neve Campbell there throwing the questions out to Katie Taylor about uh, yourself, Mick. So what do you make of all that? Ah, oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And it's lovely to hear when you hear from someone of her caliber. Like I've talked about her caliber. It's like she's, as I said, closest thing to Saint and No Shield. She'd never say that because she's a holy woman and she doesn't want to put herself on that kind of pedestal. But I'll do I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to say it. She is. She's she's fantastic. And um you know, I just how how good will it be if we both become, you know, she she wins hers and I become world champion. And and Ireland has two world champions right in the in the May to to she'll have an undisputed thing that'll be IVF world champion. You know, it'll be it'll be unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy that they're both happening in a week as well as for two two guys or two fighters who went to two Olympics together. Like um two of Zorantia's graduates in 2014 won world titles. Frampton beat Kiko Martinez to win the world title in September, and in, in December, Andy Lee beat Karabov to win a world title. So they were three months apart. But they were close, you know. They were almost linked. Yeah. But this is in in the space of seven days. It's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, and that's a good omen. That's a good omen. You know, twenty fourteen, the last you know, world champions. Twenty twenty three, we did next, and obviously both on yeah, the tape. Can't forget, right? can't forget Ryan Burnett in there in the middle as well. Too many yeah, people do. I know, I know, and even TJ as well. So TJ as well, yeah. But like, and then another good omen at the same time is you know the last. You know, Frampton, TJ, and Anne Burnett have all won IBF, and, and my one, I'm fighting for the IBF. So that's another one. Um, so yeah, listen, I'm, I'm not superstitious as 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 I always kind of say, but still, I like to look at the omens and go, "I'll take that way." one. that's that's a wee number I'll look at, and that's that's nice. Where where are you in your uh, in terms of tranquility and happiness and hopefulness ahead of your big fight? Yeah, man, I'm in a great place. Um, literally, I've uh, I've put everything into this. Um, I know how much is riding on this fight. This is everything. 
this is this is you know this is probably last chance to take for me in my opinion. Um, I know what it takes. I know what I have to do. I've experienced how close I was last time, and how it ripped away from me in the last you know minute, minute and a half. It was heartbreaking. I never ever want to experience that again. And you know, I, I've worked my way back. I've had two two performances since, and you know, I'm going there against the champion who's a road warrior who's going around doing with the ladies and the Warrington and stuff. And you know, he's a very very good fighter, very tough fighter, but one I believe which will suit my style. Um, and I think just how my mindset is and how the experience and everything of the last big one and everything is just. I think everything is the right the right time. Um, and and I will never I'm doing everything in my power to win a fight on on May twenty seventh. And if it's not enough, it's not enough. But I know that I've not left any stone left unturned. And I've done every single thing in my in, in my power to, to put myself in the in the in the winning position. I feel great. Camp it went really well. Um, you know, I'm I'm in great condition, the weight's good. I've no bother, I haven't cheated or anything, having like the night chocolate or anything. Usually like, a wee bit of chocolate here or there, but like it's like nothing. I've been I've been I've been switched on and like literally this is the one where I would I would give everything for. Like uh, I I think it's the first time in my life I would probably give my fucking life to win this fight. That's how much it means to me. Well, um... When you, I, I believe you fully. I, you, you, you're, you're speaking to me, and uh, I believe you fully that you're in a calm place, and that win or lose, you know that you have put absolutely everything into yeah. this. But can you tell us what what does that entail? Or like, how long have you been going for? When did you last spend quality, relaxing time with your family? What have you given up to get ready for this prize? Yeah, I, I've been here since start of February. I've been in England since start of February. I was home for a week, but it wasn't a relaxing week. It was like home. I was doing shit. I had to I was still training and stuff. I just had to be back. Um, but I've been here. I'm going to go home on Friday for a day because my daughter's communion is on Saturday. And I was told if I missed that, the communion wouldn't happen. She wouldn't make her communion, she said. So I have to go back for a communion. But yeah, listen, I've, I've, I've given a ring. I've, I've missed much here. And, you know, I know what it takes. And even my kids and my, and my, my partner, Sean, they know what it takes and they understand. What, I, what I've what I've given for us and like even when I talk about it now like I, I feel like emotional at times because I know how much I want this and know how much I need it so like yeah it's it's a, it's everything do you uh, do you get lonely do you get emotional over anything like you're missing your family it's you're a while away uh, to be honest no I have Kurt Walker he's uh, he keeps me entertained you know he's he's comedy in himself so I don't really like when I'm here. I'm obviously miss my kids and stuff, but like I don't get bored and I'm because I have someone here who's going through the same stuff as me and putting in the work like I am. So it's what it makes it a bit easier. But you know, you do miss like your kids and stuff and not seeing them every day. And obviously, when you're on FaceTime and like my kids hate FaceTime because they're like, nah, I just want, I just want to hear. Like I don't want, don't want to speak to you on the phone. I'd rather you be here in person. And they're like, ah, get it. Yeah, of course, but um, but I take it you're you're almost too tired to. Well, see, I often wonder, like when you're training so hard, you know, you can become vulnerable when you're really tired. You can almost get yeah. emotional when you're wrecked. Yeah. And I do get the sense that you're really putting it in over there in camp. This has been a brutal one. 
has been it has and like I always like I trained in my hat the has ability I can every single day every single training camp I put my life in the oval for this one mentally more I've been on it I've not I've made sure I've not missed anything and I've ticked every single box and fatigue and everything it's been really really tough but at the same time, because I know what I'm doing and because I know what I'm doing it for, it's actually been easy in that sense. Um, I haven't, I haven't like wanted to like not do any sizes. I've, I've just wanted to, you know, let's get this box tick, do this, do this. Sprints, got to do them. Tick the box, tick the box, tick the box. I'm making sure I tick all my boxes. Yeah, that's your experience. And who who's inspiring you in your own quest to become a champ? Anyone? Anyone, anyone you're reading or listening to, or anything that like that mindset to get into? As you know, what to actually start reading the Bible for the first time in my life, reading little bits from the Bible and different little scriptural things, and you know, it's not one say that necessarily like inspire me to be anything. I'm just trying to learn more about spirituality and life, and you know, religion, everything like that, and why we do things. Um. But no, there's, there's nothing really where it sticks out of the way for me. Oh, that's my inspiration. My inspiration is just, you know, become world champion. I set out the goal which I achieved. I wanted to achieve when I turned professional. And if I don't become a world champion, I believe I've underachieved in my career. Have you become in any way obsessed with Luis Alberto Lopez? Describe him a little bit for anyone who mightn't have seen him or what's the challenge coming up against you? A very, very unorthodox um, Mexican Ted fighter who and doesn't particularly fight like a Mexican all the time, but he does. Um, throws like a mad kind of shot selection, punches hard, uh, very fit. Um, really, really good fighter. Really high caliber fighter. Better fighter than Lee Wood, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a really tough challenge. It's a really, really tough challenge. Um, how about we come up with him? No, I watch a bit. I don't watch. I don't get caught up in watching fighters. I get obsessed on things I need to do and and how I need to perform. And in that sense, I have become obsessed. I'm trying to become better, trying to become more complete. Um, I'm working on just perfecting as much things as I possibly can and getting rid of mistakes, eradicating them. Getting them all going because I do make mistakes. We're, we're, we're human. We make mistakes. I always make mistakes. Some mistakes are ingrained from from amateur days and doing things for so long, getting away with them. But you don't always get away with them, so you got to make sure you fix them. And uh, we've been working on things, and it's been good. That's the highest level, isn't it? Yeah. Um, going back to look at the cards there, Mick. Um. Like there's some talent coming up through Irish boxing at the minute. Uh, we see like at the uh, at the other end of the scale, maybe on the Katie Taylor fight, it's good to see Dennis Hogan getting like yeah. uh, like Katie Taylor. He's getting his homecoming. Yeah, you know, he's been on the go for an awful long time. And an not old just, dog. Dennis is an old yeah. dog, and he's got that dog with him. And you know, he's come back to Ireland. He's fighting JJ Metcalf, who's probably going to go in the you know, favorite, you know, matron fighter, but. Dennis is Dennis in come to later and he's the champion and, and he wants to defend his title his first time fighting at home in Ireland, isn't it? So he's gonna come in with everything. 
and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that one. I think I think that Dallas could definitely win that. I think it's a good fight. I wish it almost it was a headliner in its own right and it was getting the center of attention and we could all focus on, you know, the, the Hogan story, but this is just the natural yeah. way. It's This is the Taylor show uh, in Dublin and everybody knows it. But at the same time, yeah, Hogan versus Metcalf. Opinions are split. Opinions are split, I think, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Then there's, there's obviously Gary Cully. Katie said on the call today that um, she sees him as a future world champion. Yeah, I know most people who know him. I spoke to her dad a few weeks, her dad a few weeks ago, who trains Gary Cully, sees him as a future world champion. You're looking at the most difficult division in the world. Yeah, competing in at lightweight. You know, Devin Haney on the same night as Taylor's fight. Yeah. Devin Haney takes on Lomachenko. Will the, will the belts trade hands again? But even if they do, they're they're with Lomachenko. So you're talking about massive quality there. Um, can can Cully find a way to compete at that at that upper tier? I still think he's a good bit away from those guys yet. Um, but Gary definitely has the ability. You know, he, he he generates a lot of power with him, long levers. You know, he's a big, skinny guy, but he can generate power through through them arms. Um, and he's got good boxing ability, good IQ. So, um, you know, he's fighting a guy, Drew McKenna beat. Um, so I'm expecting Gary to, you know, to beat him as well and, and, and probably knock him out because, you know, much fresher, much younger guy as well. Um, but, you know, a very, very talented kid who has all the ability to go all the way. Um, it's just us to, you know, keep ticking the boxes. Yeah, and they're talking about the, they're talking about the Cambosa's fight, which is attractive. Yeah, definitely. It's attractive. Um and someone like Campos is is a good fit for him, I think. You know, not not a massive puncher, small who probably keep at the end of their arms and stuff. So it's an interesting one, I think. You know, I, I would like the Lenares one this time. Mm-hmm. You know, Jorge is kind of on the way out. He probably would have says he's fighting a shot fighter and stuff, but that's a great name. Uh that's the kind of fight I would like to have on this this card, but unfortunately not. Um so yeah, I think that. You no, know, he's doing the right thing. He's he's beating anybody who's in front of him, and he's looking he's looking really good doing so. So he's just got to keep going and keep the level of opponent going up and up and up. So you can see a steady progress. It doesn't need to jump right to the top right away, but I think it'll need to keep building and building and building. Yeah, five, five impressive knockouts in a row at this stage. I think um, ten in his career, um, yeah. and like still bringing the power up through the levels of opponents. So it's it's looking good for Cully's uh, prospects long-term. Agyarko's yeah. coming back after 10 months out, I think. So he's 10 or 11 months out with injury. So he's looking to make a, make an impression. And Thomas Carty, obviously, great to have a heavyweight yeah. that can that can mix it up there as well. So that they're both on the card as well. And among among others, among others. Yeah, fantastic. Brilliant yeah. report. A week later in Belfast, it's kind of something along the same lines. You know, great talent of... Of world yeah. cal- world caliber level and then emerging emerging stars. You've Anto Kakacha and Paddy McCrory, two IBO champions, uh, yeah. you know, out and about as well. And you know what a couple of years couple of years they've had. Well, Kakacha, it'd be yeah. nice to still see him getting still a bit more it active. Would, it would be good to see Kakacha get a bit more active. And you know, I know that he'll 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 handle this pole very very comfortably. I think he'll knock him out. Um, Paddy has got a, a tricky challenge in front of him with the guy who. Ramirez, I think his name is, but he's beat a few prospects coming through and, and faded up and coming faders where he probably wasn't meant to win. Um, but he's came and he's upset the apple card. So um this is a tricky one. This is a tricky one. But Paddy McCrory's, you know, he lands. 
people go to sleep. So it's it's gonna be good. It's good to see him back there in the late uh, super middleweight. Um, and I'm happy for him. You know, he's he's the Cinderella man, and his story has been fantastic. And he's just a real down the earth humble dude who deserves everything he gets. Mm. Yeah, and uh, like I think I've seen some playful calls for uh, Canelo, but you never know. Two years time. Things could, things could yeah. happen. Like we didn't think a few years ago that Canelo would fight the likes of Rocky Fielding or John Ryder, but no. of, of the eight British uh, fighters he's beaten, they're among them. So you know, yeah, yeah. So it would be lovely, and I would love to see something like that and set him up for life type of money. You know, it's it's what you want for for people like party and stuff. You know, people they want you know the the life changing money type fights, and that's 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 all they need. Like. Yeah, we saw recent wins for uh, Kurt Walker and Kira Malloy out in Galway. Yeah. And now they're back. They're, uh, take it, they're both back in action. Straight on the back to it, yeah. Straight yeah. back to it. Both are on. Both are on. Um, yeah, so good, good, you know, being professional, uh, yeah. professional fighters. Straight back in the camp. Kurt, Kurt was home for a few days, then back in with under a week um, after his fight. Um, straight back. And he had a tough challenge in, in Galway. You know, people, we knew that was going to be a tough fight. And Kurt, Probably didn't know as much it was going to be as tough as what it was, but Jamie said it's just it's a tough fight. You know, don't be don't be thinking it's easy. He's like, oh, I'll be okay, I'll be okay. Um, but yeah, no, he, he found out he found out soon enough. Yeah, yeah, that, that kind of was tough. Yeah, big time. Yeah. And the guy, I think, he's only started to kind of go trying to go on the road, but you know, has still has that winning mentality still. So, um, dangerous opponent. I think he would give a lot of the prospects in the UK and stuff problems when he fights them. Um, Kieran Malloy looked fantastic and go away happy to be back in camp happy to be out again and you know even after this card they'll be they'll be back out again most likely in New York next after this so yeah I think uh, the boys are progressing nicely we're getting the, the fights under the belt and they'll be back in back in the States with, with Tabring very soon Kieran Malloy was talking a couple of years ago about filling uh, the GA stadium Pierce Stadium down in Galway and it's like you know every fighter says it in a playful way oh I'll do this I'll do that but this is a this is a possibility for Malloy, isn't it? With the popularity he has down there in Galway, hundred percent. That the atmosphere in Galway the other night was the other week. Sorry, was was unbelievable, and the fucking heat in the place was crazy because it was that packed. It was over packed at times. You know, people were coming in. Were all fuck sick out. Too much people, in. but uh, fantastic. Uh, you know, Kieran Kieran done done his job. Had a tough challenge in front of him. A tough guy who. Took a lot of fucking damage and took a lot of shots and you know survived. I was surprised he survived because Kieran can punch and I've heard it from my own coach who, who when Kieran came down to a trial with Adam, he says how you know he's got the Andy Lee type bar. He's got that, you know what I mean. So, um, very good fighter, improving very, improving every fight, um, learning every fight. You know he's disappointed after Goy because he didn't get the knockout, but I'm like, come on, come now, come on. You're going to learn more that one than you would if you had an argument for sure. And I think Jamie deserves an awful lot of credit in that sense because he's matching them correctly. He's not matching them easy. He's matching them appropriately for where they're at and how, and how they're how they're where they're at in their career, in their life, in their age, and in their development as professionals. Like Kurt, you know, you could have said zero. Nick Kurt could have had an easier fight there, but. No, because Kurt's 20 year, years of age, he's an Olympian. He needed that type of challenge. He needs, he needs to go through those type of things. So, yeah, um, I think we're doing the right thing by the boys and, and moving them correctly. 
And I reckon um, just because of the talent they have to hand and that kind of Olympic pedigree, I know Malloy didn't get to the Olympics, but he has the pedigree to have done so. I think they'll be suited to New York. I think they'll be suited to that American yeah. side as well to go over there and turn a few heads. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It'll be, it'll be nice to see. And, and those journeymen in the States, they come to win every mm. time. Every time. And they're not really journeymen in the States. They're, they're the guys that come to win. They're fighters that come to win. Sometimes losing records, but they don't think any of the boys don't have fought. Most people are losing records. The people are always having winning records. Most of them anyway. Kurt anyway has had a lot of winning records. A couple of dubs on the card as well as uh, Willow Hayden. Good talent. Yeah. And Pierce O'Leary, who's uh, who's moving quick, isn't he? I'm delighted, I'm delighted to see Big Bang on the card. Um, he was a fighter I wanted the same myself. Would love to have got him, but I think he went to uh, Francis Warren. Um, but I like Big Bang. I think he's a great fighter. And even the start of his career, um, in his first fight, I was the person saying, this kid is good. I watched his first fight in Ulster Hall. And he fight now, one of them, the Garagman journeyman. But the guy came and he was thrown. And Big Bang, in his first fight, was winging and throwing and going. He's got balls, man. People play it safe. He's got fucking balls. I like this kid. I think he has the ability to go all the way. Um, I think he's with a good coach in Al Smith. I think he's developing really, really nicely. He's in a good gym. Um, and let's be honest, he's fucking Clark Kent. You don't you listen to him and you go, how is he a fighter? He's just so soft-spoken. How is this guy a boxer? And you see him in the ring and you go, oh, that's how he's a boxer because he's ferocious. He's very, very good, very impressive. I really like him. Clark Kent, so he doesn't need the glasses at all, maybe. <laughs> he just, he just, just, just wears well, them to put people off. He, he wears the glasses and takes them off and gets in the ring and he's an almost Superman, you know what I mean? So yeah, he's, he's a good kid. Yeah. Mick, we're nearly there. Look, just just to reflect again on what a week we have coming up for uh, for Irish boxing fans, whether it's north or south of the border. Um, yeah, a week out from your fight, are you going to just sit down on the couch? What are your plans for watching the Taylor against Cameron fight? Yeah, well, I'll leave here, uh, England. Uh, I'll go back to Ireland, I think around either Saturday morning or Friday evening before. And yeah, me and Sean, I will sit down and we'll watch it and uh, just sit and enjoy it. And, and just be sure that the TV, I'll probably not shoot. I'll probably sit and try and serve my own energy going, I need to hold this energy down the next week. But I'll be watching and we'll be willing and, and anticipating a, a kid to the other one. And I think even my daughter wants to stay and watch it because she's been looking at it and seeing it. And so, yeah, I think, I think we'll all be, we'll all be tuned in once. She might get, she might get the pass. Yeah. She deserves it after the communion and everything as well. So, you know, yeah. you may go easy. Definitely. Definitely. And uh, yeah, and fight week, you're prepared for yourself. Look, it's nothing you haven't been through at this stage. You you sound um, like your experiences in the past, good and bad, have got you primed for this opportunity now. 100%. Um, I'm nice and relaxed. No, we're two and a bit weeks out. Um, I'm comfortable. Uh, weight's good. I'll be physically in a great place, mentally in a great place. Actually, I have my father and my brother over in training camp at the minute for the last kind of few spars. And it's been nice. It's been nice to have them here. I have to pull you up on something. You said it's uh, you think it's last chance saloon if you lose a second world title fight, but uh, not that you want to entertain thoughts of losing because I know as a fighter mm. with that mindset, it's not on. But um, Steve Collins, Dave Boy McCauley, and even Deirdre Gogarty, they lost too. Yeah, I suppose. But so, yeah, I don't want to be, I don't even want to think about it. Man. You, don't don't have a, you don't want to have an excuse, no. No, nah, no, nah, it's for me. 
everything's on this game. Everything. I bet my fucking house on this. I'd put my life on this one. What do your coaches think? Are they happy with your uh, with the way you're progressing? Yeah, they're listen, very excited. We're all very excited. We we know how, how simple it can be and how hard it can be. It just depends on decisions which are made in the ring. Yeah, and you've re- you've rehearsed them all, and once you've taught them all through, of course. And listen, I'm I'm ready to go to war. If I need to go to war, I've been prepared for that. I've primed myself with it, but I'm also ready to box someone's head off and win easy. So, if I have to fight fire with fire, I will. If I don't have to fight fire with fire, I'll just box, and hopefully it's the latter. But I can never promise these things. Yeah. Well, sometimes when the temptation is there to go to war, you take it. And like this exact same summary you've given of your fight that's going to come up could be said about Katie Taylor versus Chantel Cameron. You know, if the option is there to go to war, sometimes that's just what an Irish boxer has to do. Yeah. Bite down on the gum shield. That's it. Just go. go. Yeah. Mick Conlon, you join us today on the Rocky Road to look ahead to Katie Taylor versus Chantel Cameron and a week later, your own world title fight coming on against Luis Alberto Lopez in Belfast and look best wishes to you cheers Kev appreciate it It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.